This is the MDRT Podcast. How should advisors adapt when clients believe nothing will happen to them and they don't need to protect their income? In a conversation at MDRT headquarters before the pandemic. Stephen Janoff from Bartons in Australia. Everett Fox, Richmond, Virginia. Brandon Green, Houston, Texas. Dana Mitchell, Toronto, Ontario. Discuss their strategies and identify the types of questions that are too hot, too cold, and just right. I think disruption and the way that you discuss very sensitive situations to the client is critical. And I think that a lot of people will avoid the subject. They're not going to bring it up. They're not going to talk about insurance. And it's something that you're going to need to have to bring up. And you'll find that along the way, there'll be at least one family member that they know of or a close friend that has been affected in some way and may not have had the coverage that they needed or did have the coverage and therefore might have been the reason why they came in to see you in the first place. But you do turning those stones over because it is the conversation that people will avoid time and time again. And upon review, it might not be the first conversation you have with them, but it might be on subsequent review, the awareness that it's such a critical part of their overall financial plan. And I don't know whether it's really scaring them so much as just making them realize the implications of not covering it. So if you've got X amount coming in each month, And if that X amount stops coming in, I usually ask, well, how long are you okay with that? Like when X stops coming in, how long can you live without, you know, running into a major problem and where would you go and get the money? And it's more drawing their attention to it in a very focused way than really scaring them. I guess it, it, again, like it could definitely be scary, but just bringing their attention to really what that would happen. And we sit there and say, okay, you don't need disability insurance, no problem. So you need X amount per month, show me where you're going to get it. And we sit there with their net worth statement and we'll say, okay, well, you're going to take it out of your retirement vehicle. Okay, how long would that last? Well, now how are you going to retire? And just sitting, having a real discussion, looking at actual numbers is easier than telling scary stories. I agree with that, Dana. And that kind of reminds me of the old school style of selling. And as an advisor, I think we have a responsibility to be bold, to ask clients direct questions, to get them thinking so we can truly consult them and asking questions that cause them to think and imagine what would I do are much more effective, in my opinion, of letting them live into the situation of what would we do? Let's think about this like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. What's an example of an approach that would be too hot and alarmist? One that would be too cold and soft? And one that's just right? I think it's too soft just to ask the question whether they feel they have appropriate insurance in place. A lot of people will think that having $100,000 of life insurance is enough for their family. A lot of people will look at a sum of money like that and think that they've hit the jackpot. But what they're not looking at is the long-term implications. And they're not understanding that we aren't just talking about one lost year of income. We're talking about potentially 30, 40, or 50 years of lost income. And they're probably just not getting their heads around that in the first instance. But I think that once you are explaining a bit further what one of the significant people in that family, what happens if they're not around anymore, then they will open up a little bit more. But I think that, yeah, asking those close questions about do you have insurance or do you have appropriate levels of insurance, quite often people will just say yes or no to that and and they won't really want to go any further. I agree with that, Stephen. And 
thinking through it, asking, don't you care about your family is way too hot. It's way too harsh. But getting them involved in the computation, asking them, so how much income do you think you could draw or your family could draw if we delivered a check for $250,000 tomorrow? Really understanding their response and then showing them where maybe there's a gap in what they think can happen and what really could happen from a planning perspective often leads them to understand that there is a gap and provides an opportunity to continue the conversation or get back on track to a proper amount of coverage to transfer that risk rather than retaining it. One of the two hot selling points that I heard once, which I would never do, is an individual said, you know what, my wife will be fine. This is the amount of income protection uh, I want to have. And the advisor said, well, let's get your wife in here and say that in front of her. And I think that that was a little on the too hot end. I think that there's a way to, you know, like Stephen said, not be too soft and let them say, yes, I have insurance, I'm fine, but not go, let's say that in front of your wife and tell her that that's what she's worth to you. I think that that's too hard. So maybe just going through really what the situation would be if we lost the income, where would we get the money? Okay, we don't have a place to get the money today, so let's insure it. And then when we do have a place to get the money, let's decide whether we continue the program or not. And I think when you bring different situations in and you've got a family, you want to treat that with respect. You don't want to say, well, now your kids are going to be destitute. But you also want to say, what do you want for your kids? And and let's make sure that that happens. Yeah, to dovetail on that, I think it's perfectly appropriate, again, to be bold and just call them out a little bit. A question I love to use is, well, when you had that conversation with your spouse, I'm just curious, how did the discussion go? And oftentimes, there hasn't been a discussion. And then that creates conversations between me and the client that often go in a different place than it would have gone without the question. You know, I, too, believe in having that direct approach with clients. I think they respect us more, honestly, when you have that direct approach, not to scare them, but just to be realistic. And one of the questions I can remember asking my first few years is that after painting the picture, what it would look like, and in most cases it would look gloomy, and I'd say, do you care enough to change that? I thought that was a bit abrupt and direct, so I've softened the language a little bit, and I asked them, well, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? After painting this picture, we all agree that this is what it would look like. How does that make you feel? And I'm getting a better response now and asking them how they feel about that as opposed to, do you care enough to change it? Based on their body language and facial expression, I could say that it's being received a little. It's, it's a warmer approach. And in most cases, they say, well, I don't feel too good about that. What you presented to me today, I don't feel good about it. And then we take it a step further where is there something you want to address today? You, you want to get this addressed today? And in most cases, they say, yeah, let's take a look at it today. Clients need an emotional attachment to what they're buying. And I think when it comes to something so intangible, like insurance, as Everett's pointed out, the way that he's asking and has reshaped that question about how they are feeling about it and judging from there, I think it's a great starting point. And for anyone that hasn't uh, taken that on board, I think it's a good thing to do. And the irony is that people probably are less likely to take you seriously the more you try to scare them. They'll become very defensive. If you start to push the wrong buttons and you're playing on the wrong emotions, they'll become very defensive. You'll see them folding their arms. They'll move back in their seat. They'll potentially look at their partner in the room and give them the eye. And then you'll know at that point, potentially, you've gone too far or you need to find a way to potentially get them back into the right frame of mind. 
I think it's important for the client to see you as not an opponent, but a teammate and to be sitting on the same side of the table as them, just looking at their financial plan as if you were them. And I think when you have a combative approach, you're their opponent, and that's not a position that you ever want to be in with your clients. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.